Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the beautiful studios of Relate365.com in the beautiful north woods of Wisconsin at Silver Tranch. And you know what I just realized? I always say beautiful studios. I hope it, you know, yeah, it is. I suppose that's my opinion, but I think it's nice. Actually, it is one of the best studios I've ever been in. And um, it was a gift to us. So we're very thankful to actually be in the studio and be able to bring this podcast to people that's right um go ahead and share it relate365.com you can share it with all your neighbors if you want that's right or go to your favorite podcasting site and share it via there as well yeah i don't know that many podcasting sites but those of you that are jason's age know a whole bunch of them that's right so just go pick one go pick one and i hope we're on subscribe. it subscribe yeah. yeah younger older look up younger older younger older so there Should might be, be a silly that. picture of us in there you never know yeah you know if somebody was listening to the last podcast we were talking about whether you can know the truth by majority and the, the idea of um, the uh, social media pretty much being something that we go to to just affirm what we believe that nobody ever changes because of something said on social media uh, necessarily. So let me ask you this. Have, have you ever had moments that caused you to change what you think? Um, I, maybe yeah. not dramatically necessarily, yeah. but, but change what you think? Yeah. Okay, now, and I don't need to know what they are, but I mean, in each of our lives, there are moments. Mm-hmm. There are moments that either affirm the things that you have preached all your life, yeah, or they tear it apart. Right. And if you wait too long and your world gets torn apart, you don't have time to repair it. Mm-hmm. So my suggestion to you as a young man is to look ahead and say, is this something that will actually work out the way I'm thinking? For, for example, I mean, I'll go to an easy one. Um, let's say that you think that having enough money will make you somebody happy and, and that you will be um, able to um, ride out the storms of life and be somewhat significant because you have resources. Yeah. Now, you go for your doctor's appointment, you come down with cancer, and all of a sudden you're you're in a position where you can't get around, you need help for that, you can't, it doesn't matter if you have a bazillion dollars, you, mm-hmm. they don't help you now. Yeah. Because either the treatment that you've chosen is gonna work or it's not gonna work and there's no more money in the world that's gonna make it work Yeah. You know, at this particular point. And you realize that if you spent your whole life trying to be significant and secure because of money, mm-hmm. you're not. Yeah. And when you die, there's gonna be a bunch of money laying there. That you can't take with you. That you can't take with you. And that actually might tear apart the people you love. Yeah. Because now they're going to argue about it. And they're going to do the very thing that will break your heart. Mm-hmm. See, that's a moment where people begin to say, hmm. Yeah. I wonder if I messed this one up. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are going to be those moments for everybody. And you should look ahead and... I think everyone your age should have somebody older in their life that they sit with and talk to about life. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like we're doing across the table here and say, tell me about this. It's not that the older person's going to know everything. They're not. They're not going to be smarter than you. They're not going to be. But here's what they have. They, they have experience in life and they can share it with you. Yeah. And they can say, you know what? I found that empty. I found, I found it empty. I have found, I'm 63 years old. And I have found that almost everything that I ever thought would, you know, if I had this, it'd be great, bring me this great pleasure. It has not. Hmm. Uh, it wasn't that it was evil. Yeah. Um, I used to go snowmobiling. Mm-hmm. Love snowmobiles. In fact, my father-in-law had two snowmobiles. He left them up here. It was pretty much like they were mine. Yeah. I enjoyed it. If you parked a brand new one in my backyard right now, I would ask you to move it. 
<laughs> you know, it's not, it's not that they're evil in right. any way, shape, or form. Yeah. It's not that I, you know, I don't enjoy going out there and hitting a throttle and throwing some snow around every once in a while. Yeah. It's, not, it, it, it's fun, but it, it's not what I need for fulfillment. Right. In fact, I eventually got rid of them because yeah. I had two of them and my daughters were the only ones who drove them. Mm-hmm. And I had to keep maintaining these silly things. I was going to say, they break, they got to be fixed, they got to be maintained. Every year I would bring them, get them going, they'd sit there, they'd come up, they'd use them once, the snow would start to melt and I'd have to put them away. <laughs> now, in my younger day, I used them. Yeah. You know, I enjoyed going out and, and doing different things, but... I, it's, I'm not, if you think I'm, I'm bashing snowmobiling, I'm really not. Yeah. I'm saying you're not going to find fulfillment in it. In it, right. Go ahead and spin around and enjoy it, but you're not going to find fulfillment in it. And it's sometimes you have to buy it to know that. Mm-hmm. That's those moments I'm talking about. There's, I remember there was a moment years ago where I, I talked to my wife and I just said, I'm getting rid of everything. Yeah. And she just looked at me and smiled. <laughs> <laughs> but I had gotten a boat. Yeah. I had two snowmobiles. I had two ATVs. I had no time. <laughs> These things were old. Oh, yeah. Every single one of them was eating up. You know, I had a, a lawn tractor, hmm. a, a chainsaw. A lawn tractor? A lawn tractor. So not a lawn mower, a lawn tractor. Yeah, a tractor. So cutting the grass with a tractor, you know, a little. Yeah, they call them lawn tractors, I think. Anyway, I had one of those. <laughs> so so all these moving parts, it was like That's change, all you change oil, do this, do that, do that. And I finally said, you know what? I These things own me. Oh, yeah. I, I don't own them. They own me. Yep. I have no time for relationships. I have no time. Oh, yeah, but you use all this for, for relationships. You know what? My, my kids liked going out on them and that kind of thing, but I was busy when I wasn't taking them on a ride just maintaining them that's right and now they're old enough if they want one they can get they one. can have one <laughs> right. in fact you probably know i keep an atv at my house that i don't even use and it's for them i didn't know that i do i have one atv for them and i drive my little gator around but they they oh yeah, yeah. i no, keep I that do. atv it's that's just right. parked under a roof and I when they come that. up i back it out and say hey go at it have that's right you know it it actually the insurance is free on my house so i'm not paying anything I don't use it, so I'm not maintaining it. I just leave it there. The insurance is free on your house. Yeah, the insurance is free for that. Oh. It just goes with my house at this point. Oh, right. right. Or my, it goes with my car. I at, don't know which one At goes first, with. I'm like, man, you got some secrets that you need to share no, with no, the no, world. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I can't remember now. I probably misspoke anyway, because it either goes with my house insurance or my car insurance. I can't remember. Oh, sure. But regardless, now I have it, and I'm older, and I'm thinking, you break it, you fix it. Yeah. And- I just have gotten rid of so much stuff right. in, in time. And it's not that any of this stuff was evil. Yeah, None of it was. It just ate up. I think Satan is, uh, did you ever see the illustration of somebody just kind of um, a carrot on a stick and chasing a carrot on a stick? Oh, yes. Like yeah. a rabbit. Yeah. They'll never get it. Right. So many things in life are carrot on a stick. Yeah. You know, it's like nothing wrong with the carrot, no. nothing wrong with the stick. You're just never going to get You're it. You're never going to get it, though. Yeah. And so you spend your whole life on this chase that doesn't happen. Um, and I think through the years, I found 
You know, God, I need to learn to be content in every situation of life, whether I have two ATVs, two snowmobiles, two, or whether I have none. Yeah. Whether I have a new car or an old car. That, to me, has been the secret of being content in life and, and joy. Not, not having stuff, but being content with whatever you have. Yeah. And uh, if you have something very nice, you're content with it. If you have something that's not real nice, you're content with it. Mm-hmm. And, and that seems to be more the secret than anything. Yeah. Um, but I encourage uh, young people especially, look forward and say, what's the ultimate end of whatever I am believing right now? What is the end? Yeah. And see whether, yeah, and and that'll tell you whether it's not worth chasing or not. Yeah. You know, or if you need to reprioritize stuff. Well, I remember once I bought a brand new car. Uh, My wife and I, years ago, we couldn't do that, but we would put a payment away every month, and then eventually, after years, you could buy a car, and that's how we do it now. And we just keep the car for 10, 12, 15 years, whatever. I know people are going, I got a different philosophy. Lord bless you. Whatever your philosophy is, go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead and use it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why people convince me. I try to convince me that I'm, I have the wrong philosophy on how I buy cars. It's like, like, whatever. I, it works for you. I, you know what? Whatever your philosophy is, great. Enjoy it. You, That's right. Um, regardless, um, the, I was driving this new car home one day, and we just bought it. And I'm driving it home, and I had the weirdest thought. I thought, I can't even enjoy this stupid thing. Yep. Because I was coming home, and I thought. Boy, 15 years from now, this is on the junk pile. Oh, I, for that reason, I cannot stand cars. They're necessary. Like, people like get into cars and stuff, but me, it's just like, it's a money pit. It is. You know? And I, and I thought, I just paid for it, and, right. and one of my first thoughts is, this is going to be on the scrap heap yep. one day. And especially now that I have boys, and it's just oh. like, oh, man. What's... Not even cars. <laughs> I say to my wife all the time, what's the point of having anything nice? Yeah. <laughs> like we're just in that stage. It's like, it's not even worth it. When our kids were your age, I think we got rid of all the, all the little tables, all oh, the, man. any lamps that could get thrown over. I mean, I think we had a house that was kind of like, I you mean, know what? One day we'll get all that one stuff. One of my boys was running around with a pair of scissors this morning. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, running aside, it's just like, what are you going to go cut up? Because I know you're not going to cut paper. Somebody needs to call a social worker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, he got them, he got them from school. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> they were a gift. I'm like, oh, man, I need to have a talk. <laughs> well, you know, that's the way life is. At this point, at this stage in life, that's oh, the way man, it is. It's just destruction. You know, and the thing your kids will remember is really not all the stuff you give them. Right. It's, it's you. Oh, totally. Um, unfortunately, I think, you know, our minds can be trained and here's what people are trained in the United States for, I think. Yeah. I think they're trained that if you love somebody, you give them stuff. Yeah. Now, what's really hard is if you love people, you do give them stuff. Mm-hmm. You do. You yeah. give them food, you give them shelter, you give them, I mean, for God so loved that he gave. Yeah. The, loving people means that you give people things yeah. and you're generous with them. So that just goes with loving mm-hmm. and being kind the problem is is when you're absent in the relationship and you give things mm-hmm. because now what's happening is children grow up identifying that the things show that you love yeah not the time but the things yeah so if you love me i get an apple watch if you love me i get a and and depending on how much stuff i get that's how much you love me yeah when in reality love has nothing to do with stuff Right. 
But we're training people to believe that. So they grow up and all their life they think, well, if you really care for me. So you go work someday for somebody. And if they don't reward you with finance or something, you're bothered. Mm-hmm. Well, so you're never going to ever go help a poor person who can't afford anything? Right. Because they can't help you. They can say nice words. They can tap you on your head. Yeah, they can't give you anything. No. Right. I think uh, that's important to see as we go along. If you're going to find truth, though, you got to find it somewhere, and, and I would suggest starting the Bible. Yeah. I, I was reading an article in a camping magazine called Insight. I was just talking about reading the Bible. I want to read this article to you and get your response to it. it it's in a, a place they call Tidbits and Trends. It says, reading the Bible, before the Reformation, most Christians were unable to read the word of God for themselves. They received God's words through priests, and their biblical knowledge was supplemented through scenes on stained glass windows and plays put on by traveling actors. As we rely more and more on screens, we are training our brains to absorb information in a piecemeal way, which means... We are not participating in the deep reading required to fully understand God's Word. So when it comes to the Bible reading, although we reading it on a device may be more convenient and therefore increase the frequency of the Bible reading, it will make comprehension and retention that much harder. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm wondering what you think as I read it. You know, I think there's um, truth behind that. Okay. You know. Um, because as you, as you think about culture and the way it's changed, you know, even my culture, you know, we talked about, I think it was off the air, you know, even books, you know, you almost go through different phases. And I feel like even, even now it's like, yeah, somebody in my generation, you know, about books and a lot of them look, look at you funny, right? you know? And so the way that we, that we take in information and take in, you know, truth and stuff has evolved and changed, you know? And, and with that, I think our attention span has changed too. Yeah. You know, and I think that's kind of what that's referring to, you know, is like, you know, as we, as we take in information, you know, we, you even mentioned it's, you know, we, it's one of our colleagues here, Todd, he's been on the show before, talked about how, read off some stats. Right. And you were, you were thrown away that a lot of people actually watch videos without the sound on it. Yeah. And you're like, that doesn't make any sense. And in my mind, it's like, well, I kind of do that all the time, you know, yeah, see, and I'm thinking <laughs> ludicrous, ludicrous, <laughs> you know, and I'm sure there's other listeners out there that do it, you know, where you're scrolling down, you, yep. your phone's on silent and you just, you know, you look at it, you know? Yes. And so the way that we intake is totally changed. You know, and I even look at my kids and, and the way that they intake has totally changed. And even the way that they, I mean, I've been to my son's kindergarten class and they got this smart screen, smart board, super smart, whatever it is, you know, <laughs> and we had chalk and a blackboard, in my yeah, day, yeah, you know, yeah. so it's totally different. And so the way that we're engaged then is totally different. Right. Well, the problem is it, principles haven't changed. And that's the, that's the key thing is the principles haven't changed, Yeah. you know. Well, when we grew up, um, obviously, your pastor originally, were you actually in church when my dad was alive? I was actually, as an infant, I was. Okay, I but you never really heard I, him behind the pulpit. I have a certificate pulpit. somewhere that says that I was dedicated by him. By him. Okay, so my dad was a pastor of a church he in Chicago. Because he passed away in 88. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, I was three. Yeah. So your family. My family, yes. Went to this church, and obviously I went there, so um, we, we listened to him you know, teach us uh, for many years. And and he used to, to say this to me as we were growing up. He had started a lot of things. He was the first employee for Awana, started Silverbird Ranch, started Phantom Ranch down in the southern part of the state, just always doing something ministry-wise. Yeah. And he said this, that what you have to understand is that principles never change. 
Yeah. But methods always do. Yep. And he said, never mix the two. Yeah. So there are very few principles, by the way. Yeah. There are very few. But the methods, yeah. there are so many of them. Right. And what we need to understand is what the method is doing to us in accordance with the principle. Right. That's all. Yeah. So, for example, there's a principle there's, that says basically there's one God, I'm not him. Okay, mm-hmm. pretty simple. Yep. So everything in my life, as I as I read things, I need to realize there's one God, I'm not him. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's what I have to stay with. Whatever method I use now to promote that, as long as that's the end result, I'm okay. Yeah. So the methods now can change, and they really are. As a teacher, I love the idea of challenging methods because some of us are um, – uh, vi- visual learners, we have to see things. Some Absolutely. of us are audio learners. We have to hear it. Yeah. Um, some, you know, and we know that the more senses you use, the more you're going to remember. So if you're taking notes and listening and and seeing a, a, a you know, a PowerPoint or something, you're you're going to retain more. That's yeah. just the way that goes. Um, some people are kinesthetic learners. Some some need to move right. while they're. Um, I had one daughter that. I, you know, she had to be jumping all over the place while I was talking to her. She wouldn't hear a word I said. Yeah. Uh, the other one could sit there and stare at me. Mm-hmm. You tend to want people to be in the mode that you're in. Yeah. But you really need to realize that everybody learns differently. Yeah. Um, you as a parent, three boys. Uh, do your boys learn differently, you think? I think so. We're still trying to figure that out okay. because I know that they probably learn differently. Yeah. You know, as a teacher, I'd say, well, yes, no doubt that they will learn differently. Yeah. What you and your wife need to do is get to the point where you recognize each how they do it and provide them the platform they need. Yeah. Um, Some people really learn. uh, We wrote this book, My Shepherd. Yeah. And there's great art, you know, art in there. Yeah. Uh, the, the, The pictures are great. Some will learn more from looking at the pictures from hearing the words. Yeah. They will hear the words, but they have to go with the pictures in order for them to grasp it. Mm-hmm. Others just need to hear the words they create the pictures in their own mind. Yeah. Um, I, when I teach at the Nicolay Bible Institute, there are some young ladies that sit there while I'm talking, and they knit or crochet or something. Mm-hmm. And I find that they actually listen better if I allow them to do that. Yeah. And if I did that, first of all, I'd be worried about my reputation because I don't knit or crochet. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I, I'm just I saying. Say anything negative in my generation, I'm saying I would. Maybe be, about the final product, yes, I might say something. Yes, but but I, <laughs> the process. <laughs> just telling you the way I think. I'm, um, however, um, I'm a guy. I, I like lectures. Yeah. You know, I don't want it. I don't want it to be fancy. Just tell me what you're thinking and tell it to me with the facts. Yeah. That's how I learn. Mm-hmm. Um, I like stories, yeah. But they're usually a part of a lecture. Yeah. Uh, I like reading books that have stories in them. Yeah. So, do you read books? <laughs> uh, I did at one point. You did. <laughs> I'm, I'm just at a different phase in life. I, I like books, and I, I I used to say I loved reading books. Okay. Well, right now though, if you but read, would it be a book or would it be a um a screen? Uh, right now it would probably be um. A little bit of both. I mean, okay. mostly probably screen because of the convenience. But even like when I read my Bible, I can't do it on a screen. Okay. I, I like the physical version of it. You know, I used to, and, and now I use a screen for everything. Yeah. Um, but I think it's part of my ADD brain. I, I like being able to 
uh, go to other resources very quickly. So if I'm reading something, yeah. the Bible in particular, I like looking something up very quickly. Not, right. Not having to pull out another book or or do something like that. Yeah. You know, I don't want to do that. So um, kind of interesting as I go through. At my age, I'm one of those weird guys that I actually read all on my iPad. I don't use a physical book. Yeah. Um, but again, I make the print a little bigger. I have some issues right. with cataracts. I mean, it's like the reason I do it right. is to help me read. Absolutely. And maybe I'll get to that point sometime, yeah. you know. Yeah. My wife, on the other hand, no, she won't read on a device. Yeah. So she still reads the paper. Physical hardcover. Copy. She wants to touch it. You yeah. Know, she wants touch to it turn the page. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. And I'm thinking to each their own. That's the method again. Right. I, now, when this article was talking about, okay, what screen time is doing to people. Yeah. My first thought was, I have screen time. I spend probably more time studying. Now, do you think they're implying like that as screen time? Or do you think they're talking about screen time like social media, games? Well, they were saying reading the Bible on a device. Oh, okay. It says at the end there, it says, so when it comes to Bible reading, although reading on a device may be more convenient and therefore increases the frequency of Bible reading, it will make a, make comprehension and retention much harder. I wonder why. I don't know where they get that from. I'd like to know. But it, the bottom line really is that could be. Is but, it because mainly, you know, I think of I think of just methods, even as, as you know, I grew up reading the Bible and you underline, I mean, and you do this because I've seen you do this, but maybe because a lot of people don't take that extra step to engage on a device in the same way that you'd engage in a paper copy. And, yeah. maybe, that, and maybe that's where the fallout is. I'm not sure, you know. Yeah, here's what I found. I, I actually engage more on the device. Yeah. So when I read a book, I read it on Kindle. Yeah. And as I read the book on Kindle, I highlight it. Yeah. All those highlights go to a spot where I can print them off. Right. I can't do that on a book. I'd have to type them all up. Right. Right. It, to me, it's it's like, no, this is a gold mine. Right. And I think this goes back to even talking about the methods. You know, the principle here is we need to make sure that we're in God's word. And I would say to anybody listening, it doesn't matter if you read it on the screen like Dave or if you read a physical copy like myself, the key is doing it. Yeah. You know, you know, I was even challenged a couple of years ago by your brother, of all people, because um, I thought it was really cool because um, we've talked about reading the Bible in a year before on the show and all that sort of stuff and committing to do that. But one thing that your brother does is each year he buys a new Bible. Right. You know, and he just, as he reads it, writes it up, makes notes and all that. And then most of the time he gifts those Bibles right. when he's done with them. I'm like, man, what a legacy. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm like, that's a cool thing. You know, yep. I mean, that not only does it give you some extra motivation to read, but then you can then share kind of the thoughts and the moments that year that God has been teaching you, you know, to whoever you end up giving it to. Right. You know, yeah. so, so even if you need some extra motivation to get out there and read, you know, think of yep. things outside the box. Well, years ago I was listening to a guy on the radio and, and this guy that I always listen to, and I, I forget who it was right now, but back when I was younger, I listened to him quite a bit. Yeah. And and he was talking about, I was wondering, how do you get these thoughts? I mean, you, you're really a good thinker. Yeah. And so one time he was being interviewed by somebody, and that was the exact question. Yeah. Where do you come up with the thoughts you come up with? Mm-hmm. He said, I don't know. He said, well, I do have a goal. Um, I have a goal of reading outside the Bible. He says, I read the Bible through every year and but he said, I have a goal of reading 100 pages a day. Hmm. And I haven't broke that for 25 years. Wow. You know, so I read a book 
every day at least 100 pages. Yeah. And I thought, wow, maybe I should be half the man and read 50 you you know, a day or something. I, <laughs> I don't know. I was so impressed by that, though, because I thought, okay, how many people do I know that say my goal is to read 100 pages a day? Yeah. And he said he will not go to sleep until he does it. Yeah. You know, and I'm thinking, that's discipline. Right. I've been asking for a while how this guy gets to know so much. Right. How he has the wisdom he has, how he has the ability to come up and just talk with people off the cuff and know what he's saying. Yeah. He's telling me. Right. I actually put into my head something other than Gilligan's Island. Hmm. You know? I, I, For those of you wondering, that's a show, uh, Hogan's, TV show. Hogan's Heroes. Let that, me get more modern. Used to be on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm translating on behalf of get your generation. Uh, are there any uh, Bugs Bunny? I, I, I don't know. Knight Rider? No, I don't know who that is. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought that was your generation. No, that's starting. It's probably getting right out it's of it. It's probably the in between. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. But you know, the bottom line really is, I didn't want to really hear that when he said it. Yeah. Because a couple of things came into my head right away. I thought, oh, you're a legalist, 100 pages, you're not going to bed. Yeah. I tell you what, it, evangelicals love throwing that legalist word around. Yeah. Because what it does is it frees them from any kind of uh, discipline. Right. And now they don't have to do anything because you'd be a legalist if you did anything. Yeah. The truth is, this guy said, here's a method that helped me get an end result that I wanted. Right. And I would say the same to anybody that's listening to you as a young person. Somehow you have to have the inputs into your brain on a regular basis that aren't coming from Nancy Pelosi, yeah. that aren't coming from news, that aren't coming from you know whoever is out there that that is a quick soundbite and designed to keep you thrilled. Yeah, you need to have the truth going. You need to be reading the Bible every year. Right. Um, I, and if you're not a good reader, that's okay. There's audio versions. There's audio books. Yeah, there know? are. And so, you know, there there really is, when it comes to reading, I mean, most excuses, if not all of them, I think have been eliminated now. Yeah, and technology. you know what? If you're having trouble reading, go ahead and write me. Yeah. And I will send you a list of some books that you might find interesting. Yep. You know, and you can read them on a device. I don't, I mean, I yeah. do. And even, say you're a visual learner, head over to the Bible Project. Yeah. And you can learn the Bible that way. Yeah. You know, I, I, as a teacher, I used to listen to people say, you know, it's hard to read the Bible through all, uh, you know, it's a big book and a lot of words. And, and I said, you know, the last I calculated it, and I haven't done it for a while, if you just read aloud the Bible, just read it aloud, and you read it at fifth grade level, yeah, it would only take you about 15 minutes a day. Yeah. And you could read the whole Bible in a year. Mm-hmm. It's not that big of a job to read the Bible through and get the context of what's being said. Right. And I would encourage you to do that as a minimum and then sit and and think about individual passages as you read through at a different time and yeah. you have it more of a devotional time. So you have one time putting things in context and another time where you're thinking about what it actually says and how you can apply it. And if you have trouble with that, just uh, come to Nicolay Bible Institute for a year and 
and there you go. we'll help you do that. So. That's right. And and the thing you need to know ahead of time is that it will take time. It will. You and know? you got to put the time into it. And that's the thing. And that's the thing a lot of people don't want to do. So um, we're at the end of the show, unfortunately, again, but hopefully you had a great discussion. Hopefully you're encouraged to go and, and even, uh, you know, start reading your Bible or get back into the groove of reading your Bible. If you need some help, like Dave said, just reach out to us. We'd love to encourage you, help you, point you to, in the right direction in terms of resources and, and tools that can help you do that. Otherwise, head over to relate365.com and uh, you can look at all the information we have there in this podcast and other podcasts but uh, from Jason and Dave here on Younger and Older we'll see you here next time